Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Here we talk about all things step parenting, blended family, divorce, remarriage, and being a fucking badass. Listen and subscribe to the Trade Up Stepmom podcast. If you have a question you'd like to ask or a topic you'd like to hear about, please email me at thetradeupstepmom at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram as the trade up underscore stepmom podcast or on Facebook as the trade up stepmom. Hey, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Sorry, I have a time getting set up there. No, no problem at all. Um, I know that I sent it out to you a little bit early, but I wanted you to have time and not panic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No problem. So um, we are recording and I try not to edit a whole bunch. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit about yourself? I don't know much about you. Um, so I am, um, I met my husband in 2018 uh-huh. um, and we got married in 2020. We moved pretty quickly. I was 46 when I met him and he was 40. So we kind of both knew what we wanted and we were, you know, ready to move on. I don't think that, um, we kind of met, the, I met the kids a little too soon, but. How we'll soon is too soon? soon? Well, we, I met them after like a month, which oh, probably okay. felt too soon to me, but, um, so, um, we've been living, I sold my house and I moved to where my husband lives cause he's a teacher. So. And I have, he has two kids there. Um, my stepdaughter is 18 and she's graduating from high school in a, in a month or so. And then I have a 16 year old stepson. Oh, cool. Okay. So what is his um, custody schedule with the kids? So it originally was 50, 50. We did a week on and a week off. Um, and now that my stepdaughter is 18, she kind of just comes and goes at will mm-hmm. Uh, we're in a situation right now where my stepson is with us um, kind of permanently. Oh, okay. He's been having some issues with his mother and his mother's boyfriend. So he came to us in January and hasn't left. So we're kind of going through some court stuff right now regarding that. Gotcha. Is she trying to fight you guys on it? Um. Well, she originally had asked him to go to therapy Mm -hmm. and one of her one of her you know things was like I'll even go if you know dad goes like if if he's in the room and I'm there that's fine so we talked to him he was dead set against therapy like did not want to go he had gone Mm -hmm. in the past and he really didn't like it he didn't have it didn't really help him so he wasn't he just wasn't it just wasn't for him So, I mean, I'm a big therapy person, so I'm happy for anybody that wants to go, but I'm also, Mm -hmm. you know, I also understand that it's just not for everybody. Right. So, um, he was dead set against going. He didn't want to go. So we finally talked him into going if his dad was there. Okay. And that made it seem more appealing to him. Yeah. He seemed, cause he was afraid that if he goes by himself with her, Uh that she'll lie. Right. Kind of manipulate the situation. And, you know, he's old enough now, I guess, that that's, he's really understanding that. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, you know, that's coming out of his mouth. I, you know, I was happy for him to go to, if he wanted to go, but he didn't want to go. So we presented that to her and said, hey, we've talked to him. 
he's fine. I mean, this has been months now. Mm-hmm. And he finally agreed to go. And she pushed back and said she didn't want my husband there, that it was a problem between the two of them, and that she didn't want to use his resources from his school through his insurance at school, he, that she wanted to pick someone. So we kind of heard, we kind, she said, I'll get back to you with a, you know, a therapist name. And we never heard back from her. And then we got a court petition that's petitioning my husband to force him to go and pay for it and make him go by himself with his mother. That is ridiculous. Thank you. That's nice to hear. (laughs) Well, it seems to me like I'm sure, you know, manipulation is like a huge issue with um, blended families, but it seems like she was manipulating your stepson so that she could get him to say he'd go. And then now she's backpedaling. Like now your dad can't go, but you said you'd go to therapy. You know what I mean? Right. Ugh. So, um, I hope that all works out for you guys. Um, well, I mean, I he's, know that he's 16 and a half, right? He's old enough to really make his own decisions. And, you, you know, even our, my husband's attorney told his attorney, like, I, he can't drag, I can't, he can't drag him in there. Right. Even if he, you know, even if they do agree, he can't drag him. Right. And And at this point, like he's 16 and a half by the time you get through all of the court stuff, because that typically takes a while. Mm -hmm. And then to get him in therapy, like he's going to be 18 before you know it. Yeah. And he's old enough to make the decisions about himself and where he wants to be. So uh, the unfortunate part of it is what mom is doing is making it worse for my stepson because he now really wants nothing to do with her. Right. Well, she's making it worse for herself. (laughs) Well, right, right. But she, that's not, you know, in her wheelhouse. (laughs) Right. So when you first um, met your husband and met the kids, they were already teens or they were 11 and 13. Yeah, they were right. What I would consider, I don't, you know, anybody that I know who grew up in divorced families, this was, these are the worst ages. Oh, I agree. 10 to 12 <laughs> sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so were they accepting of you initially or um, did you guys struggle at all? Well, we struggled in the sense of they just like my when we first when I first met them, you know, they're not warm and fuzzy kids like this. They're not. That's not their general being. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I grew up, you know, I'm kind of warm and fuzzy. I'm a hugger. So, but they weren't. So it was a big adjustment for me of like, you know, I, I like to hug people and like get to know them. And, um, they were very standoffish, but I also was very aware of my place. So I did my best to kind of just do that whole treat them like a cat thing, you know, where you go in, you say hello, you pet them on the head and then you let the cat come to you. And so I kind of did, I went in with that kind of mentality of, you know, I'm just going to let them be. And, you know, they were standoffish. They weren't really, you know, big fans, but this was the first, like they weren't, their parents hadn't fully been divorced at like for, you know, like a while, you know, they had just gotten divorced. So this was all very new for them. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, their dad moves on and 
you know, were moving in together. And, you know, so it was definitely a huge adjustment for them just in general. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, dad was living in an apartment, like a two bedroom apartment. And then, you know, just through us meeting each other, we kind of just decided we wanted to live together. It was more like timing. Right. His, you know, I lived in a house so I could get rid of it whenever I wanted to or sell it whenever I wanted to. His lease was coming up. He didn't want to stay in his apartment. We were able to buy a house. So, you know, it kind of was more like timing, but the kids really, I just, you know, I really went in of like, just let them let it happen organically. They weren't, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think I was there. There, I was, you know, they were my biggest fans, but they, they tolerated me and they were kind right. to me and, you know, said please and thank you. And, you know, I did all the things that I could to kind of, I really wanted to create kind of a calm space and, you know, it was hard enough for them to be at our house to begin with because their mom stayed in their childhood home. Mm. So that, you know, that house is always home. Right. This is just this, their dad's house. You know right. I mean? So, I, you know, we let them pick out their rooms and what they wanted for their, you know, to, to really try and create a space that they wanted to come to. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that was meaning like to let my husband kind of do his thing with them. And I really, he had to kind of relearn parent, like re adjust to parenting alone, mm-hmm. you know, just being a father without his ex-wife. I mean, she was probably the most more dominant parent. Right. So, you know, and so, and they had been together for 15 years, you know, so they had a lot of, you, you know, they had established their, their dance and, so he had to really kind of re-learn to parent his kids. Right. Yeah. It's different when when you're doing it on your own versus separate. Right. Yeah. So I kind of stayed out of the way a little bit and did their, you know, let them kind of do their thing. I would go out with them, you know, a lot of the time. But then there were times I'd be like, you know what, you just go with the kids. Right. Just, just yeah. you guys. and. Like, we were very aware, like, when we bought the house, my husband moved in before I did. Like, he moved in in November. I didn't move until February. Any of the weekends that he had his kids in between there, I was not around. Oh, I knew that okay. Kind of ease them into it. Well, I also really tried to, you know, like, this was going to be the last time they were ever really going to have time alone with their dad. Right. So I just wanted to, like, give them that space of, like, you know, me not being around all the time. Right. I don't know if that's yeah. a good thing or a bad thing, but it worked out for us. I don't think it's necessarily bad. Of course, everyone's situation is different. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I met my husband, um, he had, well, I guess between the two of us, we had six kids between two and 13. Um, and so I moved into his house that he shared with his ex. Um, so it really was hard, um, to have that separation just Mm -hmm. because the kids were all so little. Right. And, you know, back then, cause we had kids young, um, and I met my husband when I was 30. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, being that young and both of our exes had put us in really bad financial positions, So we didn't 
like it made the most sense for us to live together. Right. Because then we're not paying two separate rents. Mm -hmm. Um, We're just paying the one and then like to go out and spend money to do something. Uh, We also met in the winter. So it was cold. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just really hard to do that. So I think because yours were a little bit older and it like the timing of everything was just perfect. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think it's good. You gave them that space and you know, that you could give them that space. Yeah. And they, you know, they were having, there was a lot of, you know, we found out much later, like we did a very good job of like, just not talking about mom at mm-hmm. all in yeah. front of the kids. And they would get mad at us. They're like, you don't even talk about her now. And, and their dad was like, well, I don't have anything to really say. <laughs> you know? My like, son said that to me just the other day. Well, you never talk about my dad. I'm like, I'm not married to your dad. Like, what am I supposed to talk about him for? (laughs) Right. And, you know, my, you know, but like I could, you know, they would talk about their trips that they went on with them, you know, to Disneyland. And, you know, like I could see my husband, like the angst, just like the anxiety just like flow through his body. And, you know, it took everything he had, like not to say anything, but their memories of that time are completely different. Right. You know, like his experience on that trip was very different than the kids because they were kids and right. he was the adult. And so, you know, they didn't, they don't understand, they didn't understand that dynamic, but I was like, it's really important for you to just be okay with them talking about these things. Cause that's their memories, right? Their life, their memories. Yeah. And so they were, you know, but it was just this past like summer fall where the kids came to me and, they were both having issues with their mother and they like apologized to us of like how terribly they treated us and that they listened to the things that their mom said. And, and I was like, well, I mean, I don't really think you guys were just, everyone was healing. You know, I think a lot of it was, you know, a lot of healing stuff and you guys are kids. You didn't know better. And I, you know, I love that you apologized and I, I appreciate that you recognize it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, we've like we're in a really really great place with them and then all of this happened so it's become you know now it's like oh like my stepdaughter has her first like very serious boyfriend and mom is letting her have a lot of freedoms that we wouldn't necessarily give her mm-hmm. um and so she's kind of choosing to stay away more right and I think sometimes kids do that because they're it's naturally more appealing to them to be sure. at the house that allows them what they want right and then she's away from her brother her brother right and you know mom is spoiling her and kind of treating her more like a girlfriend than a daughter right and so you know she likes that and then it keeps you know it's just it's really hard because it is really affecting my husband because he just doesn't understand like why she is treating him so poorly his daughter what I think is strange is that kids don't kids don't realize that they can love both of their parents or they can want to be with their mom and still love their dad or vice versa you know Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. it's so black and white to them like I love my mom and this is what she wants and that's what I'm gonna do without realizing, you know, you can live with your mom, you can love your mom, you can be best friends with your mom, but you can still have a relationship with your dad. (laughs) Right. And I think there's probably, you know, 
mom doesn't really understand what's going on with her brother. And so she's not, you know, she's hearing only one side of it. Right. And, you know, it just, I'm just like, I, we're both kind of just at our wits end with it. It's really kind of sad. Like, it's very saddening. It's disheartening to me. It's disheartening to my husband because he hasn't really done anything to her. Right. And so, you know, aside from like just not being here, she's just not nice to him for really no reason. Right. Yeah. But I think it's like in a, as a, you know, an, it's a way to keep her at her mom's where she also knows that her dad knows what she's doing. Right. Knows what's going on and she's feeling shame or, and she's like lashing out. Did your husband's marriage to his ex end because of his choice or was it her choice? Uh, it was her choice, actually. She, I, I mean, okay. my my husband was very unhappy in the marriage, and um, but his loyalty and his need to keep his family intact was bigger right. than his own feelings. So he he was. If I mean, I I always say like, if he wasn't, if she didn't initiate the divorce, he would still be married. Yeah, yeah. Um, the reason I ask is because. You know, like, it's so weird to me how these women can resent their exes when they're the ones that chose to leave. They're the ones that asked for the divorce or, you know, stepped out and, you know, that doesn't work. So, like, they made the decision to get divorced, but then now, like, they're going to make the person's life terrible Instead of like, oh, well, he left me. Okay, like your feelings could be hurt now, maybe, right? But still, of course, not the right way to handle it. But it's just weird to me how they could be the ones that choose to leave. And they can also be the ones that are the most most resentful. Yeah, And that has been the case with us. And I, I, I struggle with that a lot. Because it hurt, you know, like with the kids, they would treat him terribly. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he would say like... I, I didn't, I didn't ask for this. Like, I didn't want this. Mm -hmm. And they would still be like, well, mom's, you know, like we found out like she was like talking terribly about him afterwards. Yeah. I'm like, what? what? Yeah. He often brought that up to her, like during phone conversations or something like, Hey, this is what you wanted. Like, why, why are you doing this? Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, well, you know, you know, perfect kind of typical behavior of like, well, you know, that's, that's neither here nor there now. It doesn't matter now. I already said it. I'm done. Well, you, you know, you're happier anyway. You've moved on. So what do you care? Yeah. So that, huh. that's, that was, that's always been like mystifying to me. Yeah. So, um, I don't know how much you listen to the podcast, but, mm-hmm. um, my husband's ex has previously made fun of my small boobs and, What I thought was like, why are you targeting me? Like, you're the one that stepped out. You know, you're the one that Mm -hmm. made this divorce happen. Like, why am I the target? Why my body of all things? You know, like, what is that to you? Why am I such a hot topic to you? It's not even my husband she goes after. It's me. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It is, but it's also like, I, I think it's like that. 
I think I think that she had in her head, at least I think my husband's ex-wife has in her head in her head, like, we're not gonna live together. But we're still gonna we're still gonna function as a family. Right. Like you're still gonna come to holidays and you're gonna be fine with it. And you're still gonna come to all the school things and we're gonna sit together and you're gonna be fine with it. I'm gonna do my life and you're just gonna babysit. Right. Every other weekend so I can do my life and I don't really care about yours yeah you're gonna do what I say yeah you're not gonna move on <laughs> you're gonna live the life I'm, I'm gonna tell you you're gonna live and I think when he didn't she had a fit like it was like she it did not it was not her plan right at all and I think that's a big part of it is like they have this idea or this expectation in their head that's crazy I mean it's crazy Right. But it, they still think that that's the way it's going to be. You know, yeah. like then, then when it's not, they're like, like my husband has like zero interest in sharing any space with her at all. Yeah. Like so, we don't sit with them at school things we, with uh, her. Um, we don't have a good relationship with her. Obvious, you know, obviously. Um, right. And, but her, the kids' grandparents are, are divorced. And they, you know, come together for things. And I'm like, well, they're also older. Mm-hmm. They probably came to that decision together. Right. I think there are underlying factors um, that keep them nice to each other. One of the big ones being money. Uh, so I think, you know, and the kids, I don't know that they get that. Like, they don't know that. Right. But I had um, my husband or his ex-wife attacked my fertility which was really kind of like harsh yeah uh, you know to somebody who has been through it or who has it like she said something like because I don't have kids myself right um for because of fertility reasons and infertility reasons and she said something about her boyfriend she's like well he's a dad he and he, you know he he's a parent so he knows like what and he okay was, <laughs> oh my god i'm so yes. mad <laughs> i i was a bio mom before i was a step mom i mm-hmm. had kids i raised mm-hmm. them i i did everything right mm-hmm. that is not what makes me a good step mom to my step kids having exactly. that knowledge and that experience what makes a mom is not giving birth. It's doing the day-to-day things, the schoolwork, the dinner, the laundry, the advice, the comfort. Like, because yeah. it's also like, you know, when you have a baby, brand new baby, do you know all the answers? Like, you know yeah. how to do it. So everybody learns. You come into motherhood and you learn and you just know and some things come naturally. It's the same with stepmotherhood. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. exactly the same. And I've done both. So I can tell you, and that makes me <laughs> mad. <laughs> I think for it, so I mean, I think it would make any, and I'm very, um, like, I don't, I've known, a, I've known since I was a teenager that I had infertility issues. So, mm-hmm. and I was, I've always been very kind of, um, you know, open about it. I don't, you know, I don't, um, like if friends got pregnant, things like that, it it wasn't like, being a biological mother wasn't like a thing for me. 
you know, I know that for a lot of people it is, it wasn't like a big thing for me. So I, you know, like I kind of, you know, it just wasn't always a big deal and very few things would offend me. Right. It just was what it was. Right. But that offended me. Right. Oh yeah. Because to attack someone for something that they cannot control or, you know, nothing about, especially right. Especially something like that, that is, it's just not right. It's not right at all. And this is all coming from, you know, like her saying this about her boyfriend, her now fiance. This is one of the reasons why my stepson is living with us because he sent him borderline abusive text messages that you wouldn't send to a, an adult. Yeah. And this is, you know, like she's saying like, Oh, well, he's a parent. He knows differently or he knows better. Um, Uh no, because I was the one sitting here coaching him and not coaching him. I'm aiding him through this text message thing. And this, you know, all like being treated terribly, having screaming fights with his mother, coming here crying I'm the shoulder he's crying on right we're the shoulders he's crying on yeah we're the ones that (laughs) right like yes you've been doing it all your life and I'm not saying that you shouldn't be doing it you you're his mother but you have to give credit where credit is due right and as a woman she should know better yes yeah Um, so my ex, um, dated this girl for, I'm, I think it was like a little over a year. Um, and I loved her, um, absolutely loved her. And, you know, my, my boys would come home and they would say something about, you know, like, well, Chrissy lets us have donuts for breakfast. I'm like, you know, oh, that's great. Cause I don't do donuts for breakfast. Mm -hmm. I think it's ridiculous, but, Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, oh, uh, you know, that's awesome. Did you say thank you? And like, make sure you tell her thank you and, you know, be appreciative. And that's so fun. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's their house. It's what they're doing. But also, like, my kids weren't afraid to talk about her with me. And they could share those things with me knowing that I wasn't going to be upset. Um, And... Like I wanted them to love her and I wanted her to love them. And I expected her to, you know, do whatever she was comfortable with, but I loved, you know, hearing certain things, you know, like my son, you know, had allergies or something. And so, you know, she was trying to give him some some things to make him feel better. And I just don't understand how, some moms can be so heartless and cold because they're looking out for themselves as opposed to their children and like not supporting someone your children love, you know, and it goes both ways with the stepmoms. Like I tell my stepkids all the time, like, you know, you should treat your mom better because sometimes, you know, I, I hear things, Mm -hmm. you know, you should treat your mom better. You shouldn't do that. Your mom doesn't deserve that. No one loves you like your mom loves you just because it's a different kind of love. But, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, you know, like I tell them that all the time and this is still mind you with her bashing me, um, being high conflict, like all of the things Mm -hmm. that we have going on, I'm still like pouring this into them because I don't, 
not that I don't want to be seen as a bad guy because I'm always the bad guy. Right. But I want them to remember when they're older, hearing that out of my mouth. Same. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Because and also the, because I think they should. <laughs> well, they should. I mean, it's common human decency, really. Right. And it's respect for another person. You know, the idea that yeah. you, you know, that you're able to send your, you know, that your kids go to their father's house and that there's another adult there that's taking good care of them and is being kind and doing the, you know, like that can only help you. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I did a really good job of that, of like keeping the kids, you know, not even just clothed and fed, but like would make things that I knew they liked or, you know, just to make it easier for them when they were here. And yeah, she was, you know, and she's always like sweetness and pie in front of other people only to Uh find out that that was, that's not the case behind closed doors. Yep. And so she like wants to make friends with me or be nice to me when I know that she's talking poorly about me behind my back. Now, you know, I believe in making the peace in front of the kids, keeping the peace. I don't, it doesn't help anybody to have friction, but I'm also not going to be her friend either. Yeah. She wouldn't be a person that I would have in my life as a friend if I didn't, if she wasn't my husband's ex-wife. You know, she wouldn't be my friend in real life. Yeah. So she's just different from me, but I wouldn't, you know, like I tell the kids, like even my stepson, who's not very happy with her. I'm like, well you know, you're gonna, you know, you need to think about like, maybe can you like think about some way that you can like something that you can do to commit to spending time with her? You know, even if it's a dinner once a week, once a month, if it's, you know, I, I, I don't know what it is, but try to find something because she's your mom and she loves you. And I know it doesn't feel like that now, or you're confused, or it doesn't seem the way it should, or you're angry. But you, should, you know, try to think about something that you, you would be willing to do. Mm-hmm. But now, like with all of this, it just makes, you know, he's just even more, more upset. Like, I would never disparage their mother. I mean, do we laugh sometimes when they say, you know, they say things in front of us that might not be, you know, paint their mom in the best light? I, I don't think there's anybody that really doesn't. Right. You know, like you, they say something, you're kind of like, I can't, don't want to laugh, but uh, yeah, it yeah. kind of funny. Straight you know? face, straight face, straight right. face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, and I don't ever want them to think that I'm, was not encouraged, encouraging their relationship or having a, a loving relationship with their mom at whatever right. level that is. I know that can be different for everybody. Yeah. I think, um, you know, especially in your situation, you know, I, I do think your stepdaughter will come around, um, you know, probably when she's a little bit older, when she's a mother herself. Um, but it sounds to me like your stepson, you know, is kind of seeing a little bit more of those hard truths and, and that's kind of what's keeping his heart with you guys versus his mom. Well, yeah. And I think she knows the hard truths. Right. But she's also in a, in that, and I don't, I don't know, you know, she's in a selfish place right now. Yeah. She wants what she wants when she wants it. She's 18 years old. She has a very serious boyfriend. Mm -hmm. She's about to go to college. She's getting her way, you know, Mm -hmm. like she's able to do things that she wouldn't be able to do and that her dad might not be real happy with, you know, so it's, it's, I get it. 
Yeah. You know, like I think I, you know, I try to think back to when I was that age and I'm like, I probably was that way too. I just didn't have divorced parents and I was one of seven kids. So I was the youngest. And so, you know, by the time they got to me, they were just too tired. I could do whatever I wanted, (laughs) you know, but our parents were, you know, my parents would be in their nineties. Now they were very different parenting, a very different generation of parenting. And, you know, we were the kids that didn't have cell phones or even, you know, anything. Beepers, yeah, not, go outside, you know, we had, be home by dark. <laughs> yeah, they didn't know what we were doing or where we were as long as, you know, nobody, they weren't getting phone calls in the middle of the night. Right. Um, so, you know, it's very different. My husband grew up very differently than I did. He was one of three kids. He was the oldest of three kids. He grew mm-hmm. up, at, I grew up in just outside of Philadelphia in the suburbs. He grew up in central Pennsylvania where it was like, you know, farmland and, mm-hmm. you, you know, a, and you so we just were very different yeah so you know I have to remind him sometimes of like you know this is this is you know her growing up is not the same as yours and it's a little you know like we you know you got to give her a little space like just because she's not doing what you would do that doesn't mean that it's wrong yeah that's true I think I struggle with that myself just because like the cell phone thing bothers me like my 16 year old stepdaughter um, she's an introvert. Oh my gosh, I can't talk introvert and an mm-hmm. empath. And she just really loves, you know, chilling on her bed on her phone, but it's like, get up and move, go outside and get mm-hmm. some fresh air, mm-hmm. like do anything. Um, and I just think it's different. Like I was working from 13 on and, you know, I didn't get to sit down. I didn't get that alone time. You know, I just was always doing something. So it's hard for me sometimes to understand that it's different for them. Oh, I agree too. Cause you know, like I, you know, just like you, I had a job when I was 15. I, I think I, I one, you know, one time I probably worked two jobs. Mm-hmm. I went to school full time. I, and I, the last place I wanted to be was hanging out at home. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I would sit, in, you know, I could sit in my room and listen to music all day long, but, you know, we, we were engaging, we were going places, we were doing things. Kids don't really do that anymore. Like they yeah. don't go to the mall and hang out all day. Yeah. You know, I would go, I would like do my chores on a Saturday I'd hop on the train and go shopping with my girlfriends and we'd go to lunch and stuff and walk around stores and come home. Yeah. yeah. But then we'd go back out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So they just, kids don't really do that. And I don't know if it's the area or if it's, you know, because they don't have like where I live, we don't have access to, like public transportation or, but there's malls and things close by, but people, the kids don't really do that. It's fascinating to me. Yeah. Well, so my stepdaughter, she can drive and everything, but she's still like, when she asks to go out and do something with a friend, or even if she just wants to go by herself, like Anytime she asks to go out, we're like, yes, (laughs) because I think it's so important. Like we don't tell her no, usually if she wants to go out and do something because she doesn't ever ask. And then we've got the opposite with my youngest stepdaughter. It's like she wants every weekend with her friends, even though she goes to school with them and sees them all day, every day. And it's like all of these things that she wants to do. And it's like, all right, chill out for a minute. Like, give me a day. (laughs) Right. You need one in the middle. <laughs> right. Yes. Oy, oy, oy. Well, like even my stepson, you know, like he doesn't even go out with his buddies. You know, I'm like, you, you're not just going to go like drive around. 
on a Friday night or go to McDonald's and like hang out there and then just drive around. Yeah. Does he hang out with you guys or is he in his room? He stays in his room a lot, but he's, he hangs out with us a lot. Um, We've spent, you know, we spend, you know, a lot of time together. Um, But it's hard, you know, like, and then it's hard to like entertain a teenager. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, they want, I'm like, I don't know. What what do you, what do you want me to do with you? Like, I can't play game. You know, we can't play trucks. Like, what do you want to do? (laughs) Yeah. Go get, bust out the Barbies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. But he, unfortunately, my stepson broke, he's 16 and he broke his ankle a month ago and had surgery. So (gasps) he was supposed to get, and it was his right foot, obviously. And so now he can't even get his license. I don't know for how long. Um, So he, you know, he's going still crazy because he's just like, I should be driving and I want this cast off and. I'll bet. You know, like I mean, I know what it was like to be 16 and getting my license. That's like yeah, lived for. Yeah, and especially with the weather getting nicer. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm hoping he gets his cast off tomorrow. I'm hoping they (gasps) give him a little more freedom. I'm assuming he's going to have some sort of like walking cast or something. But you know, I I, I, he's it's time. Yeah. (laughs) Do you guys take him to his appointments, or does he do that stuff with mom? Well, he, ha- he, he actually, when he had his surgery, uh, the three, I went, um, and my husband and his ex-wife was there mm-hmm. and then, and he didn't even want his mom to know when he got hurt. Oh, you know, my husband was like, do you want me to tell your mom? He said, no. I was like, you need to tell her. Mm-hmm. And then he texted his daughter and his daughter was with her. So she found out, but she was actually in the same hospital and didn't come to the ER, which was strange. Um, and then didn't text my husband till nine o'clock that night. Oh my God. Asked what happened or like what was going on. That is crazy. Isn't that crazy? I don't like, understand I don't, I'm, that. Like in my head, I'm like, if my kid wasn't talking to me, I would have walked into that ER. I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. I'd have been like, I don't care if you're not talking to me. You're my kid. Too uh-huh. Yeah. And then he had the surgery and he came home with us. Mm-hmm. So I... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm able to work remote. So I worked from home. Uh, and my husband's a teacher, so he couldn't be home with him. So I mm-hmm. took on that responsibility and he didn't want to like, and I thought, you know, this is going to be the times when I want to go back. Right. Right. When a kid gets hurt or sick. Yeah. Want their moms. Right. He w- didn't. And so, um, my husband takes him to his appointments and she, he tells her about them and she comes or not. Huh. That's interesting. My ex is like that. I know, you know, it can be different for dads versus moms, but, um, I think cause I always did everything, even when we were married, Mm -hmm. I just took care of it all. Um, so I don't know if that's why he doesn't do it now. He just assumes that I'll take care of it. But, um, our youngest has kidney issues and he, he doesn't go to any of the appointments. He doesn't, you know, ever show up for any of those things. So I just stopped telling him about it. I mean, maybe that's not the right thing to do, but I just tell him, you know, afterwards the, the results and, and that's it. And he doesn't seem to mind. He doesn't ask me to tell him, you know, next time. So. Yeah. I, I, I guess, I guess it's like, however, the dynamic is that you, how it got like how it was created. 
Right. And that's what happens. But my husband had to step up now because my stepson didn't want his mother doing those things. Right. Or taking him or making the appointments or anything. So my husband's had to step up and do it. And I didn't, I haven't taken, I don't take it over. I keep, he's dad. He does. Right. I mean, that's one big thing I am. I'm like, you're the dad. You, yeah, you do those things. Yeah. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to go and like insert myself and make it worse. Like that's, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Tell her about it. If she shows up, she shows up. If she doesn't, that's on her. Yeah. But like for his surgery, I was, I said, uh, you know, my husband wanted me there. And that was the only reason I went was he wanted me there to be with him as his support. Right. Room for his son, you know? Yeah. It was the first time he'd ever had any kind of surgery and you know, it's scary. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, if you're there as support for your husband, you know, you can make sure that he's eating or go and get water, you know, whatever, right. not necessarily being. Yeah, that's one thing I'm good at. I can be a good helper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I've sat I in a lot of, I mean, I'm sure with that. you with your son, like I, I've been in hospitals a lot my, in my life, but not physically, but for other people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I learned that trade of like, I can, I can wait all day. I can make sure you're fed. I can, you know, do, take the walk do the things, whatever you need. And then I can, you know, read and keep my mouth shut for the rest of it. (laughs) Right. While we wait. Yeah. Huh. So um, when you were talking about your husband um, doing like all of the appointments and stuff, it got me thinking, do you communicate with the kid's mom at all? Um, I don't initiate communication with her ever. Mm -hmm. She has kind of tried to like be friendly with me when it, when it's when she needs it you know Mm -hmm. like I'll get a like hey thank you for watching him or taking care of him or whatever oh that's nice yeah it it doesn't feel nice sometimes it feels more um like condescending oh right the babysitter like it doesn't feel genuine right a lot of the time yeah so I try to keep my communication with her as um as little as possible Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a fa- I have people in my life that are very much like her and that I've had to set boundaries around um, having communication or any kind of like being with them so I have to kind of um, I kind of have to like protect myself from that kind of behavior I'm very right. sensitive I, I get I get triggered by it quickly I'm very sensitive to it so I really try to stay away from it as much as I can yeah I don't think there's anything wrong with that I think it's different for everyone and you know especially at the age the kids are at I think it's easy to be less involved because I don't really coordinate a whole heck of a lot with my kids bio mom for our 16 year old um, the littler kids you know do require you have to. communication yeah sure. But um, we just have a group text that's my husband, myself, and her um, that we try and do most of our coordinating through. Yeah, we have a group text, the three of us. Um, Yeah. But she'll only send something when she wants to kind of make my husband look bad. Ah. So it kind of, I just kind of try to stay out of that kind of those messages too. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, you know, like I will, if I have to, I try not to. Yeah. But I can, you know, like I play nice in front of, you know, but I I always told my husband, he's like, why are you so nice to her? Because if I'm not nice to her, it directly affects your relationship with your kids. Yes. Because she will go home and badmouth me and they're not going to want to be with you. Yeah. I think what's really frustrating for me is that I've followed that same kind of model, but also like, I believe that my kids are going to see me carrying myself gracefully through, you know, this blended family stuff. And that's what they're going to remember. They're not ever going to remember me saying your mom is this or your mom is that. They're going to hear me saying, respect your mother, or you should treat your mom better, or don't talk to her like that. Those are the things that they're going to hear from my mouth. And I hope that they remember that when they're older and remember that I was always graceful, despite all the nasty things that their mom has said or done to me. Yeah. She doesn't ever do it where people can see it. And I don't know that she's ever even really done it that the kids could. Like, I don't, you know, oh. I don't know what she said about me behind my back, but like she, she's done it in public where she's like triggered my husband. Doesn't even really have to say much, but it's very big. Right. And he'll react and she oh. stands back and watches. Darn. Like, there have been times where he's reacted in situations like not screaming and yelling or anything, but has right. had a reaction and other people have seen it. Right. Or the kids, you know, the kids see it. And then she plays the victim and my husband is the bad guy. Uh, so we kind of just have to just stay away at all costs. Right. Because it can be something as simple as like saying something to him in a situation where she knows that it's not the time or the place to have that conversation. Right. And then he will kind of blow her off or just say like, this isn't the time or I don't want to talk about this now. And then she'll get upset and cry and be like, your father wouldn't talk to me. I was trying to ask about you and then because he's very quiet and he's right you know he has like kind of a he he he's he's not very good at like pretending Mm -hmm. (laughs) so not a good faker no he's not he's definitely not a good faker and around her he can't he like can't fake it right so there have been times like that where things like that have happened yeah and it you know, he said nothing. Yeah. She's approached him, but he ends up reacting because he gets triggered. Right. And he looks like the bad guy. Right. It sounds like you guys are pretty well on the same page. And we I are, get this. We oh, go are. ahead. Go ahead. Oh, um, I, I feel like just knowing you two are on the same page and, um, everything that you've told me, it seems like he's pretty supportive of you as their stepmom and like taking on however much you want. Like, I I feel like he leaves that up to you or at least supports you when you say, Hey, this is what I'm going to do, or this is what I'm not going to do. He does. He does. He's very good about that. And, and, um, I think sometimes I forget, like, I just take things on and don't say it. And then Uh when I don't, when I start to get tired, Mm-hmm. I start to get like resentful and then mm-hmm. I'm like, Hey, Hey, uh, Hey down here. <laughs> you know, like, uh-huh. you, do know, you do know that like, I, you know, taking care of your kid for the last two months. Right. right. <laughs> like, 
like I've been part of this too, right? You know, yeah. so sometimes I think, and I think I don't, you know, I, I don't know if that's kind of a general feeling sometimes for stepmoms is that we, we do all the stuff and we take on all the things and then we get a little resentful because nobody notices or says anything. Uh, yeah, me this week, <laughs> because we do like all of the mom things, right? Mm-hmm. And then there are some things that we do for the kids that their mom wouldn't do or couldn't do for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But then like, you don't even get so much as a thank you. It's like, why am I doing this? Like, don't ask your mom to do your laundry, you know, like mm-hmm. make her stay up late and wash your laundry. Um. So I think like being a mother is a thankless job, right? Right. Um, Because you're just providing for your kids and that's just what you do and you don't always get anything in return, right? Mm -hmm. But with stepmomming, I feel like it's even more thankless because you know that you're still number three at best. Right. Because it's going to be mom and dad are in that one and two position in whichever order. And then you're number three at best always. Yet you're giving at like a number one to one and a half. Well, and I feel like sometimes we have to give more because people notice and Mm -hmm. we're not as, you know, the things that we do are, are, you know, aren't forgiven. Right. As easily as parents. Like my stepson is, for instance, he's on his, this cast. He's not supposed to be walking on it. He's walking on it. And every time he walks on it, I have like an anxiety attack because I think he's going to go to the doctor. His mom's going to be at the doctor. They're going to say something about him walking. Like, it's okay. Like, she'll just expect dad would be okay with him walking on it, but not me. You know, like, Danielle, let him walk on it. Right. Look where, you know, and then like, what if he has to get another cast? And then she's going to see that and it's going to look like I am not taking care of him properly. Mm -hmm. Because she already, you know, like she just expects her husband, you know, her, my husband not to take care of him because he can't do anything. Right. So, you know, <laughs> so, and I'm like, your mom's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if she goes to this doctor's appointment and you're walking on that and they notice and they say something, she's going to rip my head off. <laughs> yeah. I told that to my stepdaughter and my youngest stepdaughter the other day, because I was um, responsible for picking them up from school and taking them out to their mom's house um, because mm-hmm. our oldest had to work and she's just Lottie dying. And I'm like, Zoe, like, I need you to hurry up. I said, your mom is expecting you. And if you're late, to, if I get you to her late, that's going to make you late for soccer. And your mom is not going to be happy with me. I was like, please hurry. <laughs> Right. But if it were dad or if it were mom, we're late for soccer. Right. Mom's just late for soccer because the kid was not being on time. Right. Well, the very, or yeah, whatever. the very same week she bribed Zoe out of going to soccer with um, baby chicks and water balloons. Would you rather just stay at home and play with oh. the baby chicks and water balloons? Yeah. Like, if I did that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 And that's what I think is happening with my stepdaughter is she's being enticed with baby chicks and water balloons. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hard life around here. (laughs) Um, Well, much for joining me. 
absolute pleasure getting to know you. Um, you're always welcome back on the podcast. Um, but I just really thank you for taking the time out of oh, your day thank to spend you. with me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having yeah. me on. No problem. Do you have any social media that you'd like to share? Um, if you'd like to stay private, you most certainly can. No pressure I, there. I, um, I don't have any. I don't have a stepmom forum right. yet. I'm kind of, I mean, I'm still kind of new to the whole thing. Um, so I don't really, yeah. I don't have any kind of like stepmom social media or anything. So um, no problem. I keep the rest I of it think, private. Yeah, that's great. I think that, um, you know, sometimes you don't form and, you know, on podcasts like this, you don't have to have a degree in sociology for me to have you on the podcast, right? Like <laughs> your experience as a stepmom is going to help someone. I don't remember if it was you so. or someone else. Like, I don't know what I can offer. Like you will be amazed at what you can offer people just by sharing your story. So well, I, it's I, it, I, it's more. I think it helps me more than anything. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> no problem. I started this podcast as kind of like a. It was just something that I kind of dreamed of doing as a stepmom, um, and then it ended up being so cathartic for me to just like talk to my husband about it, talk to other people about it, connect with people. Um, so I'm glad that I've connected with you. I me really too. Am. Yeah, I don't have a lot of stepmom friends. Um, I have a niece actually, who's a stepmom. So her and I are always texting back and forth and ranting and venting to each other. But, and my best <laughs> friend is a stepmother, but outside of that, I don't have a, like a community of stepmoms. And some days I really feel like I need it. <laughs> well, Especially I'm right always, now. Yeah. I am always here for you. If Thank you, need you so much. No problem. Have a good day, Danielle. Thanks, you too. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.